This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jane Lee, who covers the athletics for MLB.com. Jane, it's a big Wednesday today. It's Hall of Fame Day. How are you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you have any any vested interest in tonight's um, reveal? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's hard not to you know follow along, especially with um, so many interesting names on the ballot. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious. Um, I know just you know speaking um, to an audience that's mostly A's fans. Um, <laughs> Probably um, not a lot of names that jump out, but um, I mean, Jason Isringhausen, Hideki Matsui, guys that are on there, and, and I'm sure people in the Bay Area, of course, are always curious about, um, you know, Barry Bonds. So Yeah, it's a big day. It's a big day. By the time this comes out, the announcement will be made, but I know a lot of, a lot of um, players and just people are waiting with bated breath for this announcement. So we'll, we'll have some things to discuss next week. But we're going to start the podcast by talking about a guy we've been talking about for a few weeks. But there's never enough to say about A.J. Puck. He's, he was the ace prospect of the year with an invite to spring training and adding Jesus Lozardo. Also, they were both featured in Pipeline's top 10 left-handed pitching prospects. So we've talked a lot about Puck. So I think that we should learn a little bit more about Jesus Lozardo. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy um, I mean, that people should be excited about. Um, I know that there were just some questions um, about him coming off of Tommy John surgery. Um, and when he came over in the trade, um, you know, maybe not a known name, not one of those young prospects. But, um, I mean, at one point, this was a guy that coming out of high school was supposed to be a first-round pick. And just because of injuries, um, slipped to the third round. Um, but still, a guy at the age uh, monitored, um, you know, well before that draft, um, and of course, trading for him. Um, this was a guy that they wanted, um, and I think, um, and, I'm, and I'm referring to the trade involving um, Sean Doolittle and Ryan Matson last year with the Nationals, um, and a guy that, you know, coming from that trade could really stand out. Um, I think it's been a while since the A's have had some um, exciting pitching prospects, um, especially from the left side. I mean, I think you might have to go all the way back to um, the Mark Mulders um, and Barry Zito's, um, which was quite a while ago. Um, and, of course, in recent years, um, I think, you know, Sonny Gray um, comes to mind first. But um, it's been a while, and I think the A's have really focused on um, developing from the position player side, um, but they've, you know, never lost sight of pitching just because it's something that they've always prided themselves in as an organization. Um, and I think that um, there's finally some exciting names to talk about. 
All right, we're going to stay in the prospect bubble and talk about Sean Murphy, 23-year-old catcher. He's got an invite to Major League Camp in the spring, and he's fitting in to Billy Bean's youth movement that we've been talking about all offseason. And he's also been touted as the number four catching prospect. So where do you expect him to land after spring training, and what's his Major League projection? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he um, started the year at AAA. Um I know he's just kind of been on the rise and moving quickly through the system. Um, and maybe part of that is because the A's catching depth is a little thin right now. Um, and I think a lot of teams can say that. I think there's just been um, this absence of catching throughout the league um, in farm systems in recent years. But at the same time, I mean, this is a guy that they're really, really excited about, very impressed with. He was in big league camp last year, um, partly because they, you know, they did need more catching help. Um, but, um, you know, they like to reward guys, too. And, um, I mean, he, just from talking to people within the organization, um, I mean, defensively, people say that he is big league ready. Um, now, there's obviously um, a lot more to that. Um, and and I think that, you know, they don't want to rush him, give him a little more time to groom. But um, if he starts the year at AAA, I mean, he could – be with them um, as soon as 2019. Um, like you said, still very young, but just extremely polished behind the plate, has a really good arm, good instincts. Um, and there's also, um, I mean, on the offensive side, I think people think that, you know, he does have um, some power potential, maybe a, a 15 homer guy, which from a catcher, I think, you know, anyone will take. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, so another another spring with him, and um, it'll be interesting to see just him um, having gone, you know, another year of experience under his belt. Okay, Jane, back on the major league side, we've been talking about left-handed relievers, and the Cubs picked up Brian Dunsing off the free agent board, and that was someone that the A's maybe could have had interested interesting so I'm looking at the board and I see Ian Kroll drafted by the A's in 2009 maybe a reunion there probably not Francisco Liriano Eric O'Flaherty do any do any of these guys fit into what the A's are trying to do (laughs) I think that's why we haven't heard much recently I mean there's just there's so little out there I don't think that they're just gonna add add an arm just for the sake of it um you know they're making a very conscious effort in in building their roster um and they they like the lefty they do have now, um, Daniel Coulomb. But I mean, any manager would like to have a second lefty aboard. It's been I mean, it's been slow going all off season, and there weren't many lefties to begin with. But um, yeah. like you mentioned, I mean, it, it seems like they're all kind of coming off the board. Um, but I know that the A's are still um, in discussions and and having conversations about that. It's not something that they've forgotten about. I think you know people look at the calendar and they're like, oh well, you know. They must just be be good, um, but I know it is something that they're still looking at, so we will see. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. All right, Jed Lowry, let's talk about Jed Lowry. So he's returning to the A's this season at second base, but there's an interesting twist with Franklin Barreto, the number one A's prospect, and you said he was, quote, waiting in the wings, which, which is great and great for A's fans, but how does the situation play out in Oakland, and do you think that Barreto can earn – significant playing time or is he just going to have to wait for his shot yeah I think he will have to wait as long as Judd Lowry is here um I I just I see Franklin um being at AAA I don't think the way um the roster is configured right now that there is room for him even in a backup role and I don't think um 
you know, that's that's good for his development either. I think he is one of those guys, and there are a lot of guys like this, guys like Matt Chapman, um, who came up last year, where when the A's bring these guys up, they want them to stay up and they want them to play. They don't want them sitting. You know, they don't want to hinder their growth. Um, now, of course, anyone wants to be at the big league level, no matter the role, be it on the bench or in an everyday um, position. But um, I think with Barreto, especially because he's still so young, I mean, he doesn't turn 22 until February, um, you know, they they just don't see any sense in rushing him. And with Jed in the picture, there's no reason to rush him. So um, it definitely can't hurt Franklin to get a little more experience at AAA. Um, and in the meantime, you know, the A's have Jed, who was very consistent for them last year, stayed healthy, um, and and I think if Jed can stay healthy and you know be that um, that valuable guy he was last year, I think they're going to get a lot of interest in him at the trade deadline. And that's when you start thinking, okay, we have Franklin Barreto, who you know we believe is ready, um, allowing us to to flip Jed and maybe get something for him before he becomes a free agent. So um, it, it might not be a full season with Jed, um, just because that trade deadline always kind of lingers and. There was speculation about him last year, and there will definitely be more um, this year, and and maybe even before the trade deadline. I mean, I think there was talk, um, you know, if the A's could move him this off season, and there's obviously still time for that. Um, but I know that, you know, they they are interested in keeping him, um, just just having that stable veteran presence in, in an otherwise you know very young lineup, um, and at the same time, you know, getting Bredo a little more time. Um, and I know that for, I mean, ever since he came over in that Josh Donaldson trade, um, you know, people have been excited about him. And now that, you know, he's, he's so close, got a little taste of the big leagues last year. Um, you know, people are just very anxious for, for him to come up and stay up. But, um, you know, timing is, is very key with these things and the A's want to do it right. Okay. All right. That, that sounds okay to me. Uh, Jed, Jed earned that spot. So we'll wait and see what happens. With Mr. Barreto. The last thing I want to talk to you about, Jane, is uh, Amanda Hopkins. And she's got a great story. And the Athletics have Haley Alvarez, who's a scouting coordinator. And now Amanda Hopkins is working in the scouting department for the Mariners. And I just think it's really cool. And I just want to, you know, I want to give them a shout out. I know, obviously, there's so many things going on right now in the world. But it's just really cool to see these women trailblazing this path especially for girls who don't know that they can even do a job like this. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was really cool to see, um, you know, at the winter meetings um, every day, uh, most teams have the media members come into the executive suite um, just for a a media session every night. Um, And so walking into the room, um, you know, you're used to seeing an an all-male executive cast. um, And, you know, here. Um, in Orlando, you know, walking into the room and, and seeing Haley in there, it was just really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think the A's have always done their best in, in trying to, you know, have a diverse front office. That's something that they pride themselves in. Um, and, you know, bringing Haley back because she was an intern with them before, um, I think was something um, really important to them. And, you know, not just bring her back in, in any role or, you know, in an administrative role, but, um, I mean, to have her and trust her with, um, you know, evaluating talent and giving her responsibilities like that, um, I mean, it's just cool to see, um, you know, and hopefully one day it's, it's not something that we have to point out because hopefully it'll just be 
you know, the norm. Um, but to see it start, um, you know, with her and, and with the Mariners, um, you know, I, I think, I think girls will be kind of catching on and maybe paying attention and yeah. um, just kind of have their interest peaked and thinking, Oh, you know, that, that is something I can do as opposed to, you know, n- not even considering it a possibility. Definitely. Hopefully trending, trending in all the right ways. All right, Jane, we are as of today, Wednesday, 20 days out from pitchers and catchers. So we've still got time for some moves, but we'll wait and see. But if you need your athletics fix, you can go to athletics.com. I'm Danny Wexelman with Jane Lee. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.